Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's up, folks? It's a Utah Buyer Sellers Club of Hitting the High Notes Jazz Talk. It is I. I am here. You can follow me on the Twitterverse, um, as always, at Who Trust Superman, H U U T R E N Superman. Uh, also, um, uh, you know, you follow the, the Jazz High Notes account. That's Jazz at Jazz High Notes number two. Uh, you know, we also did get a pretty famous jazz fan uh, joined Twitter recently, and um, uh, that started a little follow train. So um, uh, that's that Utah Jazz history. Um, and I'm here, um, you know, in studio, in studio. Um, uh, he'll probably be in studio way more often. Um, uh, he highlights the highlighters for the high sports. Uh, from the highlighter highlights, um, uh, of course, Alma Bean. At Alma Bean 23, what's up, man? You know, just living the dream. Living living the dream, Alma Bean. Yes, sir. Uh, and um, uh, he he goes, he went, he does the distance, uh, uh, drives that bus 49 times. Um, his 49ers in the playoffs, actually. Uh, what's up, Jarrett Barker? Not much. My host with the most compadre. There we go. A lot, lots of rhyming, lots of Doctor Seuss uh, going on this way. Um, uh, and you know, you know what? Um, uh, you know what we believe, and we believe in the Believe Network. And um, uh, we're sponsored by Bet Online with NFL playoffs right around the corner and the NBA season in full swing. Bet Online has you covered with all the up to the second odds, news, and scores, with additional odds, lines, trends, and info on both desktop and mobile. You can access the world's uh, best wagering information anytime. Head there today to get in, the, in all the action and see all the updated odds. Remember to use promo code BLEAV, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. I decide when I have to read stuff, I need to just really read slower. So the people out there who are listening on one and a half times, two times, don't shoot their brains out because of how fast I talk. <laughs> so. Getting a little bit of the Tasmanian devil going on. Yeah, I just I'm just. Bah, 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 bah. Um, yeah, so that was. You that. should hear David Locke on double speed, man. It makes me. It does make me want to blow my brains out. I try. I, I, uh, yeah. You know, we we don't we don't we don't say that here. We don't say that here. So. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't we don't recognize actually, him here. He actually, just hears footsteps. Yep, he hears yeah, us yeah, coming. He, he hears the footsteps. They've locked him. Uh, we'll get a shout out later in the in the show though. So a, a tragic day um, uh, in Jazzland, um, as uh, you know, the Jazz were supposed to. We're recording this Wednesday, uh, January seventeenth. Um, uh, the Jazz were supposed to play the Warriors today, postponed obviously, um, with the passing of uh, the Warriors assistant coach Dejan Dejan. Milojevic. So, um, Coach Milojevic passing away in Salt Lake uh, early Wednesday morning. Uh, very sad, very tragic. Um, and so, you know, obviously, first, you know, condolences from hitting the high notes. Really sad day. Um, it was a, one of these weird things to kind of wake up to. Uh, we saw a lot of, you know, tweets out there from, uh, from one of our own, including like just talking about, oh, it was weird. Like, it was as a medical emergency was announced. Um, and, you know, I, I have, you know, I don't want to say a friend, but I know somebody on Twitter was like, oh, we're trying to make a joke. And I was like, well, guys, let's let's hold off a second here. You know, we, we all have, you know, we all have social media. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 it's microblogging. Um, Alma, you know, as I, I said, you, as you being an intern, um, a, a, you know, in the journalistic world, you're learning about journalism and um, you have to write articles. I mean, you posted something from uh, on, on The Hive today mm-hmm. about it. Um, but you probably, like, you probably have to wait until you get an, enough information before you start writing something um, and posting something. Yeah, when I went ahead and started putting things together, I went ahead and I was like, okay, what can I say? What can't I say? So pretty much anything that was out there from official sources was free game. So I was kind of treading lightly as I was going out. To be honest, I was actually just collecting information about his playing and coaching career Mm -hmm. because i mean good filler it's something i know is a guaranteed thing i can write about and even with rumored sources sources like from woge saying that uh, the incident went ahead and happened at a private team uh, dinner for coaches so i was like okay i can go ahead and write about that Mm -hmm. Um, and then the fact that there was a medical emergency and it happened in salt lake city and i was like okay we can go ahead and include that and i'm putting in uh, links from the tweets right. showing that everything's verified. Um, but 
weirdly enough, as I was finishing it up and just going to put it out there, um, I went ahead and published the article and not even a minute later, we went ahead and found yeah. out about his passing. So yes. I, I even had to go in there and just put an update because, I mean, I didn't want my work to go right to for nothing. Yeah. And so, uh, but at the same time, like, I still wanted to go ahead and yeah. pay my respects. So, like, I still wanted to list all of the accomplishments that he went ahead and had, right. and especially, like, with his first. And this is <laughs> it's such a, whoa. Whoa. <laughs> uh, you good? You, you doing okay? You're dying back there. Uh, no, that's 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 uh, my roommate's weed cough. Okay. Uh, <laughs> is he okay? <laughs> no, I'm just lost the no, he's there. just got a cold and um, and weed yeah, cough. Br- br- breaking up the breaking up the somber moment here. Um, but yeah, so like it was uh, just kind of a weird day for Jasper to start off the day. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to say anybody was like just super rude, or disrespectful, but it was one of the things that. We all own our own microblogs now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like I'm a jazz, uh, jazz asin. Um, uh, it was like saying, this is such a weird, like, I don't have the exact tweet, but he was talking about, like, I mean, you know, that's, they, they shouldn't be, you know, canceling games for, you know, whatever. Like, I, I think he might have been, said it might have been COVID or something, you know? Um, and I think it was even mentioned that it was like just an assistant coach. Yeah. Ju- yeah. So, and we, we saw a lot of that. And then, you know, Jazz Nation, Jazz Lead. Um, I, I like these, uh, you know, I don't want to say like I don't even follow them, but uh, their tweets come up, and I think they're useful sometimes. Um, but they it, they made it all very centered of the universe for the Jazz, and when it comes out that the assistant coach has passed away, it looks kind of foolish. And I, I guess the only reason I'm going on this rant is that like, you know we should all take a little bit of extra time <laughs> before we tweet, or, or you know before you know we we we, we all have a lot of power um, because you know we we can put thoughts out there hey guy you know i'm two point two hands two thumbs pointing at this guy you know i i run two twitter accounts um i have like ten thousand plus tweets uh n- you know nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine of those are pretty asinine thoughts i have um the only reason i have twitter is so when i die you guys can read through my tweets and laugh um <laughs> but uh yeah so just kind of a weird day for you know that was the morning of jazz land to like guys you know so you know there were times when i'm like tweeting people like hey maybe maybe delete this tweet because i mean someone someone tweeted something in in a little bad taste and i don't know if he had seen the guy had passed away but at this point i'm like he had a medical emergency you know they're like oh this guy's just an assistant coach like what are they doing i'm like he's a human being so you know it's a bad tweet delete it you know um and i think he eventually did so that was good um but yeah, so just one of those like you know, be be very wary of the power we have, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. You know, if you still Facebook, I still use Facebook. I'm old, so um, anyway, um, that's you know, I, you know, I'm sorry to center of the universe jazz, but that's what we're doing on this podcast. My <laughs> four year old Blue Tran is still finishing up his rant. Yep. Uh, I'm just kidding. It's so, not a rant. It's more like a. Yeah, it's kind of a rant. But uh, where's the wisdom? Where's the wisdom? Because <laughs> uh, again, like they are still people, yeah, and no, they this, have friends, families, yeah. and they are very it well was, respected, whether you know I, their name or not. So this, you should, it, they should be treated these, as such. Sometimes I, like for me, like I am, the jazz are not like a top five personality trait for me, and that's that's, that's probably what makes this this podcast work because I have I you know Alma's here. Logan comes on, Jake comes on, Jared comes on. These guys, you know, jazz are probably a little more important part of their lives. And so it helps balance me because, uh, you know, it's it's good to have, I think, that kind of balance there. So, um, yeah, anyway, uh, so that, that was a sad. So the jazz game gets postponed, uh, obviously for good reason. Um, so the jazz uh, now turn their turn – their, because like, it's got to be hard for, you know, the jazz players. Like, oh, boy, like – you know, maybe, I don't know if they knew him very well, but somebody in the NBA family. Honestly, thoughts thoughts go out to his family, man. That's rough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So wife and two kids, right? Yep. Yeah, so. and 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 just from what I understood, uh, his the team he was at the dinner with the team, like not just the staff. So yeah, yeah, like it's got like a. Uh, I think Sarah Todd had everybody. A, Sarah Todd had a very good tweet about it basically like you know we all know it's a you know they still have a job to do it sucks because like, i mean like they had tonight off but the warriors will be playing friday like that's um you know that's just said, how it is they said they were going to postpone that game too oh did they okay according, so. according to what i saw yeah all right cool so i mean but so uh, some, I, i'm uh, glad that they get some time to grieve because that's yeah that's got to be brutal man and even then um like how much is enough time right like 
you know, I, I know. I can't imagine. Trust I, can't, me. I can't imagine what their next game is. It's, it's going to be bad. Um, I mean, this is it's sort of like my rant, rant on the NFL is that you know, for an NFL game to be postponed and canceled, some guy almost had to die on the field. So you know, we see guys get neck injuries all the time, concussions. You know, we see guys, you know, basically the corpse motion when they get concussed and games just go on as, as normal. You know, we, we we have to have a guy basically, you know, have a heart attack uh, uh, on the field before they even stopped it. So, you know, but it's a job. They uh, they get they got to do it. And um, uh, so, you know, feel, feel, feel for everybody in the NBA right now. Business did go on today uh, in the NBA. Um uh, you know, so we we had games. Uh, you know, former Jasmine Donovan Mitchell and uh, George Yang played very well, uh, and we had we had a big trade, a big trade in the NBA. Uh, Pascal Siakam, now now a Pacer, now a Pacer. I, I tweeted about this a little earlier today too. That uh, depending on what side you're on, either the Pacers gave up way too much or the Raptors didn't get nearly enough. So, uh, Alma, um, uh, you know, you, you saw the trade today. You, we, we, we're entering trade deadline season. Uh, what do you think? Where, where, where do you fall? I just think the timing is kind of funny just because, like, they, the Pacers just recently played the Jazz. They did not do well against them in the paint, and so what do they do? They trade for a power forward. I, I think that that's funny uh, and ironic, but... I highly doubt that that's like the reason why. Well, they I was, uh, was going to say like uh, the the Siakam the Pacers rumors have been flowing for a minute, haven't they? So so they have, but like they haven't been as strong. It was always more of like, oh, Golden State might go ahead and try and pursue him, but then like it was almost immediately after they played the Jazz, the Pacers became like a more prominent name that was floating around yeah. for it. I, I and I don't want to make assumptions for right, that, but yeah. at the same time, I'm like it's. Kind of funny that that's when it started. Yeah. I, I think a nice little coincidence. I mean, I think more than coincidence than anything, just because. Uh, I mean, we we know kind of how. How that kind of works, some, uh, you know, like just. Yeah, those kind of deals take a while to hammer out. So I mean, they've been they've been talking about. It sounds like they've been talking about a deal for a while. I'm sure they were. I'm sure they were probably close. Uh, see, I mean, we we looked at. I mean, Alma's. Assignment today was to go look for some good Siakam, Siakam highlights, and this year he just doesn't have that many. He hasn't been very good this year. Um, yeah, so. I had to go all the way back to November to find a game where he was <laughs> prominent. Yeah, prominent, dominant, Queen Nikki, dominant, prominent. Um, it's me, Nikki and Ari. If you test me, they're sorry. You guys, should see, you guys should see me do bang bang at uh, karaoke. It's amazing. Um, I was told I wasn't allowed to do karaoke because I would show off. So interesting. Who told you that? Uh, I you did, you and Sam. What? When did I do that? When I mentioned my degree, and you were like, "Oh, oh, raw, well, yes, yeah, uh, yes." Alma, Alma is, uh, is, he's got, he's got a voice, and so you know. Uh, yeah, so I was told I wasn't allowed to do karaoke. All right, I'm amending the rule. You're allowed to do karaoke after I do it. Okay, <laughs> all right, okay, okay. After I, I can live with that. Yeah, I can live with I, that. I don't want to follow Alma. That's uh, that's the thing. Okay, so <laughs> uh, so yeah, so I'm, uh, Jared, what do you think? I'm, uh, Patriots get three first round picks. I'm sorry, the Pacers give three first-round picks, and uh, Siakam uh, to the Pacers. Uh, Raptors get Bruce Brown, uh, uh, Jordan Wara, Kiri Lewis Jr., and three first-round picks. So uh, two 2024 picks and one 2026 pick. What do you think? Well, it seems like a decent trade, like decent value. I don't know. Um, I, I feel like... I mean, you guys are talking about Siakam not being very good this year. I can't tell how much of that is a product from him being not engaged, or if just he's kind of fallen off a little bit. Yeah, I, I, mean, I just don't I, know. Well, I don't think, I don't think the Raptors know. I don't think the Pacers know. Um, you know, the, the, there are people who, like, I can't believe because it, it sounds like he didn't sign an extension yet. And he, no, he went in without the guarantee of yeah, the extension. So without the guarantee, like, he's excited to negotiate with the Pacers in the. Uh, in the summer, so is that? Does that mean, uh, you know, like, look, is it a rental? Possibly. So, like, it, look, if it ends up being a rental, it ends up being a bad trade. Mm-hmm. Um, if he ends up signing an uh, extension and plays playing all star level, it ends up being a great trade for the Pacers. the The problem is that as of this moment, January seventeenth, we don't know, you know, um, and 
this is the, and when the trade deadline comes up, this is to me like I I I admire the Pacers for taking the shot. Uh, I think it's uh, you know three first round picks is a lot. Um, you know, like that's that th- th- those you don't just go give those away. But if if Pascal, they believe Pascal Siakam is, you know, good enough to be an All Star. Uh, if, if he's good enough to be like he was, what was it a few years ago uh, on that championship team? Uh, if they think that he can shore up some problems, if, if they think that he's the perfect running mate for Tyrese Halliburton, those three first round picks are probably not going to mean that much. Um, now, like, the, the, are they taking? Are, are they taking chance? Yeah, the chances he might not resign. The chances that he might not be that guy. Uh, the chances that he just, you know, he might just be average, and you got the, you know, the ch- there's a chance that you might pay the guy max money, and it might not be worth it. But the at least the Pacers, you know, think look looking at the roster, looking that they have who they think um, I, a lot of people think is a top fifteen ish player in the NBA in Tyrus Halliburton. Uh, at least they took a shot. They're 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 taking a risk. It could blow up in that. I mean, but they're gambling, and that's and I, I admire that. Um, I think a lot of times, um, uh, you know, we've seen, and what bothers me is that we've seen the Jazz just try to stay, stay the course. Like, I mean, I, you know, like this is the podcast. Oh, this is their Mike Conley trade, though, man. Like, this is their Mike Conley trade. Like, how much more do they really? I suppose they have Jarius Walker they could trade or something, but but like, th- th- they might think they 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 are already good enough. They just needed their second piece. Um, and if Pascal Siakam's that guy. And I'm not. I'm not here to say that he is or isn't. I'm just saying, the Pacers at least are at least taking a chance. Um, mm-hmm. Again, this is the podcast that drove the, you know, trade Boyan, uh, trade for the last two years of, of his career in Utah, because I'm. Uh, I want to see the Jazz take a shot, take a chance. You know, shake things up a little bit. Um, I don't know if it was right or wrong, but I, I would. I would have felt better about the Jazz a couple years ago if they had just made a shakeup. That they just never really shook anything up. You know, so this is a shakeup for the Pacers. Uh, they're they're getting somebody that has shown at some point in his career that he could be good. <clears throat> you know, will he get back that level? I don't know, but um, yeah. So, uh, Alma, what do you think? Well, so I think that it's interesting because, like you said, it's a shakeup, mm-hmm. and who doesn't like a good shakeup? It keeps everybody on their toes. Uh, but what I think is going to make this really interesting is that you now have a starting lineup of Tyrese Halliburton, Buddy Heald, Benedict Matherin, Pascal Siakam, and Miles Turner, which on paper doesn't sound half bad. And now you're going to go ahead and have another guy that is a proven scorer in Siakam that is going to draw attention. Granted, this season it hasn't looked as much that way as in years past, but now you have to account for him, which is now going to go ahead and put more freedom in Halliburton being able to go ahead and run off ball, maybe even potentially even uh, having more assists in his game, which already sounds astronomical. But it's not too far out there, if you ask me. I mean, again, because Miles Turner, Bucket, Matherin, Bucket, Heald, Bucket, Siakam, Bucket. And then even Halliburton can go ahead and, and do his own thing. And and well, the reason people like Siakam is because like he has the things that you can't teach: the body, the the length, um, uh, mm-hmm. um, the archetype that like like maybe he's Giannis, you know, because um, um, of, of like how long he is, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, like it's uh, it, it's funny because like I like I just said like I, mean, I thought it was a good it's a good gamble for the Pacers. It might turn out really badly for them. Um, if if Siakam, because look, you're not just training for Siakam this year. You're, you're training for Siakam, hoping to resign him, and he's going to demand a lot of money. You know, probably something like forty million dollars a year. Fair. So, um, uh, but they're committing. They're 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 going out there committing, thinking that Siakam is their their is their next guy. Because, and <laughs> it's funny because I you know I I I enjoy going to casinos. I enjoy you know playing table games. I do not gamble the way I want my NBA GMs to gamble, and and that's by and that's that's by basically going balls to the wall, putting most of your chips, if not all your chips, into uh into the center. You know, uh, you know, I, I you know I, I would never walk up to a roulette table and put a thousand bucks on black. You know, that's just not the way I, I I would play. But I I like it 
for the fact that these guys are going out there, putting their money out there, um, so to speak, their chips out there, to um uh, to to hit it big. You know, you you you're not gonna if you if you ever gamble, you're very unlikely to make money unless you try to start spending money, and you're more than likely to lose it all. So um, I, I love when teams take these kind of gambles and uh, take because it's like, hey, look, if it fails. It fails and you got to start over and it sucks. Um, uh, but um, uh, I, NBA franchises, when they take huge gambles, I think these are the teams that are more successful um, building championship contenders than the ones that don't take the gambles. So, <coughs> excuse me. Oh, goodness. Uh, Jared, um, uh, any last thoughts on um, uh, Pascal? To um, uh, Yeah, I like having Alma here because he knows to, to pronounce all the p- players' names. So that's good, but um, uh, any any um, thoughts about uh, final thoughts about Siakam, Raptors, Pacers? Like, who do you think kind of came out on top here? No, I think I'm good. Yeah. So and, you know, and, and Raptors. I mean, obvious. I mean, they're who, who's left in that championship team? Nobody, right? Nope. So, uh, you know, Siakam was the, the, the last, last person. Over. So OG gone, Siakam gone. I and I like it for the Raptors. I like it for the Raptors. Like maybe they aren't very high level, but you know we, we've seen what the Jazz and the Thunder have done. You don't need high level picks. You just need you just need a, a, a horde of picks, and you know it'll it'll help out in the long run. So, uh, yeah. Okay. So when we come back, we'll talk about some more. You know, speaking of shakeups, let's talk more shakeups when we get back. In, in the honor of Queen Taylor, we're gonna sh- we're gonna shake it off, uh, shake it up with Zendaya and uh, Bella Thorne here. Um, for those who get that reference, I'm uh, good on you. What a career changes that you don't have. See, yes. <laughs> like one really leaned into it, and the other one was like, I'm going to do it in a different way. Yeah, thing. exactly. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, Excuse me. All right, so we, uh, we're, we're, we're shaking it up. Um, uh, so it's kind of funny, Jared. Um, I don't want to say that we're trendsetters, but I do want to say we're trendsetters. Uh, last week, we, we go and have – and look – Am I saying were we the first people to talk about the Jazz being buying or selling? No, not at all. But I mean, were we the first? Po- I'm as far as I know, we were the first <coughs> Jazz, Utah. Wow, we were the first Utah Jazz podcast. Nothing to sneeze at this pod. <laughs> <laughs> we were the first Utah Jazz podcast to really talk about buying and selling. You know, a month before the trade deadline. And I swear, after we released that episode, and I, I, I know Andy Larson, Ben Anderson, those guys aren't listening to our podcast. But man, we have beat writers talking about buying and selling. We have you know just fans on Twitter you know talking about buying and selling. I was like, okay, cool. I believe like, Bobby Marks is even talking Bobby, about yeah, the like, Utah Jazz specifically. Yeah, but Bobby Marks, hey, shout out to Bobby Marks. Bobby Marks, one hundred percent follows us. Yeah, he no. must <laughs> love Bobby Marks, confirmed high notes listener. Um, so yeah, so uh, let, let's expand. So let's let's talk about the the benefits of let, let, let's talk about the players yet. But let's talk, let's talk about buying and selling, and. What what do you think the benefits are, Jared? I'll start with you. By uh, of the Jazz being a, what do you want? You want you want to be buyer or seller? Seller. Seller. Okay. What are the benefits of the Jazz selling then? Uh, to make the team better in two years than it is today. Okay. I mean, yeah. Like, I mean, uh, but you, I mean, but even last week you said you you weren't quite sure you were you were hoping the Jazz would shake up the core. I know, but uh, the core doesn't necessarily ha- the core isn't necessarily Olenek and Clarkson necessarily. Oh, you want to keep Clarkson? I do, but <laughs> at the same time, like value trade yeah. him if, if there's more value. Because I mean, like, I like we, we we were doing these episodes in November. Um, yeah. uh, I I I don't want to say you were driving the Clarkson bus. You see what I did there. Um, uh, but um, driving uh, the bus over him, yeah, dri- driving sure. the bus to trade Clarkson. But um, uh, I mean, we we have text messages of, like in, in in our group chat. You're like, hey, uh, we need to, uh, you know, come with with the uh, Jordan Clarkson trades. And um, I went back to like listen to some of those old episodes to get quotes of things that we said. And oh, oh boy, do I, I, Logan and I owe some um, uh, uh, apologies to Colin Sexton. Uh, <laughs> but like I'm a. Even back then, I was like, I was like, hey, you know, if if if, you, if you're talking to get a high second round pick, would you trade Jordan, Jordan Clarkson straight up for that? And you were like, yeah, sure, you know, you know, top thirty five, top forty pick, you uh, second round pick, so top 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 ten second round pick. And I was like, that that seems low, right? Uh, but it was more of at, at that point. This was this was December seventh. This is like a couple of days before 
or it might have been the day of the doc, the the of uh, uh, dog shit, you know, masterpiece of dog shit. Um, a comment. So it was a different time back then. It was crazy back then. Yeah, we we don't talk about those times. Yeah, it, it was a <laughs> crazy time. Uh, but yeah, because I'm a the, the jazz can be sellers. I don't know exactly what they get them, but there are some. There are definitely some. Um, I you know to to expand on what Jared said. You know, the jazz have some some uh, assets that if they don't flip it for something in the future, you know, a Linux, Jordan Clarkson in some way, um, THT, uh, possibly somebody from Fontecchio. Um, gosh, I thought there was somebody else that uh, was expiring that I think the Jazz should be interested in trading. I'll, I'll look it up. Um, you know, so there's, some, there's some assets that if the Jazz don't make a move at the trade deadline, they're either going to have to resign at a higher price or let it walk for nothing. So... Uh, so that was the selling uh, way, Alma. Uh, but what what reasons why maybe the Jazz should you want you want, you want to talk about maybe the Jazz staying put with the way they are or buying? So that's why I'm still a little hesitant, mm-hmm. just because they have been doing well as of late, and for some people it's like why ruin a good thing, right? Um, but at the same time, it's a 82 game season, and Teams uh, will eventually we, learn what we should have asked. We should have asked Jazz Jargon to to argue counterpoint on this. He he has many thoughts. I know he does. Yes, good old <laughs> Jazz Jargon. But at the same time, like I could go ahead and see a reason for buying in because again, you're winning so many games. If I'm not mistaken, I think it was since just before uh, Christmas, the Jazz have one of the best records in the NBA. Uh, from that time frame, mm-hmm. yep. so better than the better than the Bucks, better than like the Nuggets, and I think it's like right from the from the moment that the Jazz lost horribly to the Celtics, from that point on, like they have the best record yeah, in the so. NBA from that point. So you you can go ahead and see why they would consider that option of being a buyer, yeah. but at the same time, or staying put. But how much are you willing to give up in that point? Like because again, why ruin a good thing? So if you already know that you have something going good, especially with their starting lineup, which isn't ideal on paper, um, but then you have a bench unit that has so much starting experience to where when you do have your bench unit come in, they're just blowing them out of the water. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of what are you willing to give up at that point? Because even right. being a buyer, you still have to give something. Yeah, you have to give something to, to get something else, and it'll change the dynamic. Dynamic, And it, it and part of the reason the the first month felt so frustrating for Jazz fans, I feel like, is that they didn't understand what the dynamic was. Mm-hmm. And and like, look back, and I'm like, I still don't know what that first month was for the Jazz. It seems like it was a lot of experimentation. Yeah, it just um, felt like it was nonstop experimentation and what rotations work and who plays better with who. But, but for some reason, we just weren't finding an answer for anything. Nothing, yeah, nothing looked like it was like, it was like, it was like nothing meshed. Nothing out there was meshing. And, you know, a month ago and, you know, from like November 7th on, they figured it out. Yeah, um, John Collins. Well, we found out John Collins and Walker Kessler do not should not share the floor. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. and fans finally got what they wanted and Chris Dunn finally getting to play right. and yeah. Jordan, Jordan Clarkson nice. to the bed. like there are a lot of things that eventually oh, worked so, together. Somebody liked somebody liked it, like a 3-year-old tweet of mine about me calling Chris Dunn a great defender and I'm like, <laughs> "Oh, I'm a smart guy." SMRT. Um yeah, Chris Dunn uh yeah, like just, you know, it had to you know, something that was seemed obvious to, you know, us on the podcast at least, like, you know, we have to figure out who to get out of the rotation, you know, it was THD. There, there you go. It was THD. And now um, he looks like a lost, sad puppy on the bench. Right. Well, Walker Kessler had to come off the bench. And, and you know, and I know Jazz fans are still mad about that, but it's working for the Jazz. Yeah, and as long as um, it's working, why right. stop it? But, you know, even if you don't have to give up much, like, you know, it, you know, if at worst you're giving up Kelly Olenek or whatever and just throwing Taylor Hendricks and whatever piece you're getting comes in, that's still going to shake it up. That's still going to uh, mess up whatever mojo is going on with the Jazz. Um, and Jared, Jer, what do you think the the Jazz were, like, before game one, like preseason, what do you think the Jazz's, not the Jazz's, but the, the front office, what do you think there? I've already I asked some of this earlier, but what do you think I'm uh, – um, the Jazz's front office, like, main goal was for the year? 
Um, I think they were trying to figure out like what they have with their current roster and like how they need to restructure it, if they need to restructure it, who they need to re-sign, what kind of players they need to be targeting going forward. I think their strategy was mostly to figure out a direction for the team going forward because it didn't feel like at the beginning of the year they had a clear idea of what the group was going to look like going forward. So I I think they were... Where where I'll disagree with that, because I'll disagree with this point just because I think... Well, you're probably right. No, well, no, no. What what I disagree with is that the front office, the front office always had a plan, whether it was on the court or not. Like, and Alma, when I asked him this earlier, he pretty much mirrored my thought about the Jazz. And I've said this before, like, you know, preseason, I was like, the Jazz are asset gathering. Mm -hmm. Um, And I still, I, you know, and that's what makes me think they're going to be more sellers at the deadline because even as good as it is right now, uh, it doesn't stop the fact that you know they, they have a couple assets here that, uh, like they, they've had, kept for this reason. You know Kelly Olynyk's expiring deal. Uh, I mean Zach Lowe and other people are saying the Jazz are probably gonna get a, a high first round pick for Kelly Olynyk, which doesn't make that much sense to me. Like the teams that should be trading for Kelly Olynyk are the teams that are like the Celtics. They don't have the assets for it, but they don't have the, a way to do it. But they you know team, teams that the Bucks right. The Bucks, who are like we were Kelly Olynyk away from being a championship team, so I don't know how you know high first round pick makes sense, but you know, you know, it is what it is. Uh, but let's say a first yeah, round pick. Yeah, what, do they, what do they mean by high first? Are they saying like a lottery first? A late I, I lottery? don't know. That's why I, I saw that. From, from what I gathered, it was like lottery protected type. First. Oh, so, well, which is which is still I think yeah. that's good value for for Kelly. Like, so I mean, honestly, so so if, if this slightly protected first, then the, it could be these. Te- it should be these teams, the 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 teams that are one player away from from making a difference in the in in the you know the seventy the, the sixers, the the Bucks, the the uh, uh, Celtics, right? Th- those type of teams. Uh, in the yeah. West, it'd probably be like the Nuggets or the Wolves, maybe. So um, the Wolves can't give the Wolves can't give up a pick though. So they are they are not able to trade a pick for a minute. Um, so yeah, so I so, wonder why. <laughs> so the Jazz, so you know, so Kelly Olynyk, you know, is is a valuable trade piece. Uh, Jordan Clarkson, we talked about this last time. Like, look, look, he's twenty five million dollars. If you don't trade him this year, it goes down to fifteen. You lose like ten million dollars worth of uh, salary to trade, um, and that's helpful for when you're trying to get a, a bigger salary on your team. Um, are the Jazz? Is there somebody out there with a bigger salary that the Jazz want? Like I don't know, I I I, I don't know who it is. They might be like look look, uh, Larry Markin and Chris Dunn have shown that that Chicago you know maybe the Jazz are just trying to gather assets from that 2016 Bulls team and and get Zach Levine too. I don't know, you know. So um, you know they're, he's they're just trying to like hey like oh yeah here are the people that didn't play very well under Jim Boylan. Let's bring them up to the Jazz and and turn them around. So, uh, but yeah, so like so again, that Jordan Clarkson asset, you know, it'll still be there next year. It just might not. And plus, you know, he's raised his value. You know, I think people would say, like we we talk about how people can't raise their value a lot, but I think Jordan Clarkson raised his value a little. Um, ironically, another person that raised his value, Colin Sexton, from the beginning of the year. Uh, I think this is what people talk about. Like we need to play these guys, showcase them. Um, there are people out there who are who are very pro trade Colin Sexton on this podcast, uh, on the Twitterverse. Um, I wonder what their thoughts are now about trading Colin Sexton. Uh, Jared, I mean, I'm sure that you know you and I were probably not would have been heartbroken if we traded Colin Sexton a month ago. Uh, <laughs> but here we are, January seventeenth, uh, January eighteenth now. But uh, thoughts about you know this is one of those rare times where Colin Sexton has raised his trade value that people want to see. Um, thoughts about trading Colin Sexton? Oh man, that would be. I guess that would feel like a tough pill to swallow. You know, it feels like he just got everything going and just got everything. I I, I mean the only reason I ask you that is because this is the same argument like we need to play THT starting we need to play so and so yada 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 whoever it is. Because we want to raise their trade value. Well, guess what? 
they did that with Colin Sexton. They raised their trade value, and now Jazz fans don't want to trade him. And, yeah. <laughs> and I just want to know what sparked it. Oh, my God. I would love to ask him, like, dude, what happened? What like, happened is it Sellers? literally just, hey, we're going to start you, and just something lit a fire in him? And, and he was like, okay, I'm now going to play, uh, like, the Colin Sexton <laughs> that was on the U17 right, USA right, right. team and was a s- absolute stud at Alabama? Like, yeah, the, 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 the one that The one that won that game three on five in, in college? Like, uh, <laughs> like, where where was this? Like, was it really just that ACL maybe injury, uh, and then and he look, was like, now he's fully healed. And look, like, uh, look, we know somebody that works personally with Colin Sexton, um, and uh, and here's the thing: David Locke, you know, here's a shout out now. Came out, uh, I think, yesterday, two days ago, and said something. Uh, he interviewed Will Hardy about it, and Will Hardy said, um, uh, he that Will Hardy's like, you know, I had some. I'm paraphrasing. Uh, preconceived notions or had heard some stuff about Colin and was not coaching him the way that he should be coached. And it sounds like Will Hardy changed the way that he coached Colin Sexton. And really? Something yeah. we never yeah. saw with Quinn Snyder. We saw <laughs> yeah. a coaching adjustment. <laughs> but Will Hardy, yeah. um, uh, you know, he came out in an interview said like, hey, you know, I needed to, I needed to coach him differently. And maybe that, maybe, maybe as simple as that. Maybe Will Hardy just changed the way he needed the coach. And Which that's so good to hear <laughs> yeah like again it's something we didn't get with quinn snyder with the utah jazz it's just nice to go ahead and hear that a coach openly went out to the media and said i was wrong i changed it and look at what the product became yeah. so, it's you know you know it's also nice having a coach that doesn't have have coke face yeah, give I, it a couple of years. I kind of miss it, really. <laughs> so, you miss it. Yeah, I mean, you like, like got that Olsen twins shine. <laughs> <laughs> but like, to be fair, Will Hardy has some really good mean mugs. So those are like, I mean, the 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 GIF gifts alone from Quinn Snyder and Will Hardy's has you know top top three coaching GIF gift uh, GIF gifts. So shoot, when I was archiving today, I not gonna lie, I I put some in there. Yeah, like I mean, just <laughs> just great faces, you know. Uh, so yeah, so constant, and you know, this is, I mean, I was listening to an, uh, uh, an old episode, Logan and I, like Logan said something like, it doesn't ever feel good. Uh, like Logan um, had AK uh, syndrome with, uh, Colin Sexton. He's like, it never feels good coming out of, um, uh, Colin Sexton's hands when he shoots. And, you know, I, I believe my words were, uh, uh, I want to like Colin Sexton, but he's making it very hard. (laughs) And it's no no longer the case. I I don't want to speak from Logan, but I'm sure that Logan I, Logan actually tweeted out that he he needs to apologize to I believe Chris Dunn and Colin Sexton and you know this is my 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 God like the player that we you know we had this kid and when Colin Sexton was traded here he was like oh Colin Sexton's him and this is me just being old and I was like him I was like okay like to me him is LeBron to me him is Giannis. To me, uh, him is you know like the, the those really top guys. I said like the guys that can take over the game. I said I said Colin Sexton is him. We there was like a hundred. He's him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and last night, like Colin hit a shot or something. I go, damn, I think Colin Sexton is him. <laughs> and like and like and look, like, like, that's that's partly because like he I finally I, converted you. Yeah, par- partly is because I don't really get like the vernacular right. Of, of of kids nowadays, so I hear him like, "What does him mean?" Like again, him to me means like top five. So if if it's I, Timmy Turner, yes, if, if him means like top five, they made no, he's not. But no, like, I think it's just like like he has those flashes, those spark that really it just makes you go like, "Damn, that's a good basketball yeah. player." Like and, and, and look, and look, if there's a hundred hymns, yeah, Constance is definitely <laughs> one, of the, one of the hundred hymns in the NBA. One but, of the hundred hymns, but like, I mean that in a good way. Like, like, uh, like Colin is. I know it, it's fu- it's just funny. Hundred hymns, right? Like, are, are you are you gonna, are you gonna get him out of the hymn book? <laughs> I, I will say, I still feel a little nervous with his jump shot, though. It, really? It wow. Looks, it, like, not that it's not going to go in, but, like, I do not like his form. Like, yes, it ends up going in there. Wow. But it almost looks robotic, and especially, like, when it starts out at his hip. I'm just, like, I – it's almost like a, a center's mentality. I've like, almost, when they get their rebound, they like, go right back down and, and I've said this. Strip. I've said this for a couple months now. Like, I don't enjoy Khan and uh, over the uh, – you know, like, dribbling into a three – 
Mm-hmm. But his catch and shoot threes, I think it's going in almost every single time. So I will say, next game that the Jazz play tomorrow against right. the Oklahoma City Thunder, I want you to watch his jump shot, and you'll see like his little hitches. <laughs> and like for anyone who plays two K, like that would be great. Like you know your <laughs> yeah. hitch when you have to release. But when I'm sitting there watching it, I'm like, there is so much like, loading time on that thing, yeah. and it blows my mind that there's defenders that aren't able to get out to in time but it goes in so we saw and we and we saw last year like you know he showed us a little bit before he was <clears throat> quote unquote injured um like you know the the young bull stuff the stuff that was like he was the number eight pick for the stuff that cleveland saw mm-hmm. and uh we saw a little bit of that last year but like okay that was it looked a lot like and you know we said this on the podcast too bad, bad player or a good player on a bad team stats this year i'm like we're seeing that but we're seeing it's even in more control. Like he drives in and like he he goes in there with reckless abandon sometimes, but I'm like he makes adjustments in there. I'm like he's still making really tough layups, taking contact, getting to the line. Um, anyway, Colin Sexton, I I bring him up because because of the Will Hardy stuff, but because again this is what people wanted THT to do. But I and like if THT did this, they would not want to trade him. It's it's, it's hilarious. Um, I don't want to call fans fickle, but. I, I, I do want to point out that I called this like you know months ago. Like if you want THD to play well, he has to play well enough that you want to trade him still and not keep him. Colin Sexton's done the exact same thing. Like he's played so well that nobody wants to trade him anymore. When and it's fair. Like like because why would you? Right. Like he is a valuable asset. Right. No. Like be- beforehand, it was like okay, why did we sign him to this extension? He hasn't proven himself yet. The, that whole first year, you were just like, what is this guy doing? And then you come into this year and you're like, okay, with how big of that contract he has, and, and we have so many guards on this roster, like you want to get rid of him. And this goes back to the Pascal. Like, if Pascal Siakam does that in Indiana, he he goes back and shows that he can do that. Because I'm not saying he can't do that. I don't I, I don't know if he can. I have no idea. I had no idea Colin Sexton could do this. If you had told me at the beginning of the year somebody would offer the first round pick for Colin Sexton, I said that's probably a pretty good deal. Yeah, you know? yeah. You probably you know two first round picks for. For him, like, oh yeah, cool, yeah, like, yeah, that's, yeah, make that trade. Now you tell me that, I'm like, that's not enough. It's not enough, especially with what he's been able to prove over yeah, the last like, month. Like, he's got a very good contract. He shows that um, he he can be a very good player. Jared, I've been working on the assumption that Larry Markkinen is not a number one in the NBA. I don't think he can be the best player on the championship team. Yeah, that's, yeah, why, that's why I mean number one. Uh, that's you know, my assumption as well. Is it still your I assumption? Think, okay. Alma, yeah. do you believe – Alma's yeah. giving me a look here. You know, we, we've – and so we've, we've never gotten your uh, thought on this. If you would have asked me this during the off season, I would be agreeing with you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, but given the current span – and again, it's the exact same time frame that mm-hmm. the Jazz just – something clicked. Mm-hmm. I mean, he well, went ahead Larry, and go- Larry started playing again. <laughs> yeah, he started playing again. He was and, out for like three weeks. And now he's starting to create his own shots. He's showing his mm-hmm. ball handling ability. He's able to go ahead and facilitate. And shoot, he went ahead and got his first career player of the week award, which he went ahead and said on record, we should expect more. <laughs> and I mean, if he's doing that, which he never did last season, again, that was his first time doing it. What's saying that he's not going to be an all-star again this year? So he has to go ahead and make that jump because everybody was saying, oh, he's a good second option. But he is proving right now to a team that is now in play in contention and arguably, what, I think one, two games out from being secured in a playoff spot? Yeah. And so you're telling got, me got that— better today with the Mavericks loss, so— so you're now telling me that this guy is just playing phenomenally and everybody's like, we want to have that guy for him to be your number two. Like you're telling me that you're not going to utilize him as potentially a number one. Cause I, I understand there are a lot of teams in this league that have their guy mm-hmm. and it's no secret that golden state, they went ahead and put out there where there's rumors saying that they oh. want a seven footer that can shoot. My response was take Kelly Olynyk because <laughs> yeah. he's a seven footer who can shoot. But Lowry, he's just proving that he was slept on, and he right. is doing good for, for a lack of better terms, a bad team. But the rest of career, you guys want uh, Jared uh, Alma, SGA or Lowry? 
See, that's not fair. Because uh, I, I would take SGA okay. because no, that, that's I, fair. I want, I want that's the guard fair. play. No, that's fair. Jared? Yeah, SGA. Okay. Um, Devin Booker? I would take Lowry. Okay. Okay. Jared? Oh, I'd probably go Booker. Athy Edwards? I would take Anthony. Okay. Jimmy, Bu- Jimmy Butler? Uh, Jimmy Butler just for this year. How about this? Jimmy Butler or Lowry? To win a championship. Uh, to win a championship, I'd probably take Jimmy Butler, and it's only because of his experience and the fact that he's been there. He hasn't won it, but he's been there. Lowry, it would kind of be like a lost puppy situation. Like He could get you there, in my opinion, as a number one option, but mm-hmm. I don't think he would know what to do at that point, and it would end up failing. Jared, I'm a, I'm a Jimmy, Jimmy Buckets or a Larry Buckets? Probably Jimmy Buckets. John Morant. Okay, no, this is back to career. John Morant. I would take Larry. Uh, too much baggage. <laughs> pew, yeah. pew 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 pew. Uh, <laughs> LeBron. Ooh. LeBron James. Uh, washed. Yeah, I'd probably take Lowry. Also, washed. I wouldn't say washed, but I would. I would take washed. Lowry because Lowry yeah. can go ahead and give you and games. Halliburton. I would take Halley. Ooh, that's a good one. Because again, I want the guard play. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm 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 gonna pass on that. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you take Howie, um, Jalen Brown. Oh, I would take Markinen. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. If you say Tatum, I I might have a little bit more of a discussion, but over Jalen Brown, I skipped I skipped Tatum. I I figured uh, Tatum was. Uh, Pretty much guaranteed over Larry. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I, I skipped Jokic. I skipped. I, I just kind of went. Okay. Down. Okay. All right. So there's po- Larry, top twenty player, top fifteen player. Yeah, I I, and I feel like he's earned 15. it. Do do I think so? So for me, being top fifteen and being top like seven is is a, there's a gap. There's a not 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 yes. a not it's a sizable gap. It's a, it's it's not a, it's not a small gap. It's a sizable gap to go from like Jokic to. Uh, who did I say? Um, let's see. LeBron. Uh, LeBron. No, I think LeBron's still up there. I, I don't have him watched. But I think Tyrese, Tyrese Halliburton, and and, and Giannis. There's a there's a gap. gap. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, not saying that Tyrese cannot get there <laughs> because Giannis's physicality yeah. is just something like yeah. we stated earlier. Right. It's, it's something that can't be taught. Right. But also, like Giannis has had the ability to be able to almost somewhat do a little bit from one through five. Mm-hmm. Halliburton's not going to be able right, to right. do a little bit in one through five. So I, I guess this is my tiers. So Halliburton's in a tier. Giannis is in a tier. Mm-hmm. Okay. I Arnie, I hope, I hope, I hope just Arnie from Idaho is listening. I am moving Larry Markkinen away from DeMontis Sabonis and Julius Randle tier. He is oh, now. You had Julius Randle in that same tier. Yeah. Well, the the, the 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 next tiers are, the next tiers are, not very far away from each other. I I, I need <laughs> I need Randle down. I mean, I mean, if you look at accolades and stuff, Randle has more All NBA All Stars. That hey, look, it, it's not, it's it's not a perfect system, but like the the like C tier or whatever, those guys are all in there. It's a lot of like like Randle now is like Tingus Pingus right. for me. So Larry Markkinen. Is now, I believe, in this Damian Lillard, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, SGA, Tyrese Halberton tier. The guys that I don't think by themselves could win a championship today. But you pair those guys with a solid, very solid number two. De'Aaron Fox and DeMonte Simonis type pairing, I think that's a championship team. So, Larry Markin has moved up for me. So, I, I can't argue with that. I, I so, like that explanation. Uh, that's the, the, these are how I do my cheers. And so, like, like Giannis, I think you put him on any team. I'm going to need you to write it out. Uh, right. As, yeah. as time goes on, like, right. I, I kind of want to have like, it written like, out. Like, and then we like, get, like Giannis, chip. Steph, LeBron, guys that are just, they're dudes by themselves. Um, uh, you, you compare them with anybody, they'll be fine. Um, but then we have the SGA, the the Tyrese Halliburton, the Larry Markins now. Uh, Kawhi Leonard used to be top tier guy he moved down because of injuries Paul George is always that guy that's been so dynamic by himself though never got there he always had to have somebody else so 
That's why. So Lowry has moved up uh, from the Sabonis tier. In your opinion? Yes, to me. Like, and I, I, I had been working on the, the assumption that the Jazz needs to get a number one behind Lowry. Now I'm switching this this whole year. I'm switching my assumptions that okay, they they have the one A, they have the one B. Mm-hmm. They need to go get a very high level two A. A Donovan Mitchell is a two A or a one B to go with Larry Marketing. They need to get somebody else in that tier. So that's why I was kind of upset with the OG trade mm-hmm. because personally, I felt like quickly could have unlocked something. And I mean, he's been kind of showing through yeah. Toronto like and his value. That's uh and that he deserves to go ahead and get yeah. money when that time comes, but <clears throat> I I've been very high on quickly uh since what? I think two seasons ago. I've been like quickly is something um whether or not the Knicks can go ahead and unleash that for him, who <laughs> knows, but I I believe that he could go ahead and do something for a franchise one day, uh, whether that's Utah, New York, if they ever decided right, right. to unlock anything. But now he's now with Toronto, Toronto, and, and now he's he'll be fine showing there. off. Yeah. Like, he's showing right. that he's a little yeah. bit better than R.J. Barrett. Yeah, but. well, we, I think we all knew that. I mean, nobody, nobody was going to argue we, that. Yeah, we, we all knew that. It was just a matter of can we go ahead and <laughs> yeah. see it in action. Jared, um, uh, so, you know, you're still – did my Lowry Markkinen – conversation convince you any to move him up or um uh um where, where are you on, on Lowry's one, um, one a 1b two what do you think I'm thinking two okay so you so just still need a one to go with Lowry uh I mean he could maybe still move up I don't know okay okay that's that okay different question then is there a is is does the jazz do the Jazz already have the other two, the other person that they compare with Lowry mm. on the roster right now? Oh, Alvin, uh, Alvin, Alvin just gave me like a, well, that's an interesting question. I haven't really thought about that too much. Well, there you go. So this is what I'm here for. This is why I do this podcast. Why, thank you. Yes. <laughs> is, there, is there, I mean, I think we have two candidates. Um, uh, with Keontae being one and the other being. Uh... You know it. Come on. Same. Yeah, Taylor. No, Ooh. no, not Taylor. I think no. the other one is uh, right on his shirt right now. No, no, nope. not, not him. Not, not Clarkson. Nope. Colin Sexton. Well, I'm. Oh. I, you were saying two. I, I was thinking like two names. Sorry, Colin Sexton and Jared got the other one. Keontae George. Okay. Are those guys twos in the next year? Mm-hmm. George, maybe George next two or three years. I was going to say George is going to need more time. In mm-hmm. my opinion, but if Sexton keeps on doing what he's doing, I I wouldn't mm-hmm. put it past him. Right. Confidence level that is either George or like if the thing is that if you, if you don't need to get those guys that you already have it, then then you just let George and Colin cook and then until they're ready to go with Lowry. How confident are you that it's either Colin or George? Because mm. look look here's the, here's the thing: if you're the GM, if you're Danny Age, if you're Justin Zanuck. You kind of have to make that decision. Yeah, you you have to start making calls. Yeah, you have to go ahead and put out feelers. Because you, you're not going to trade for like maybe maybe you think Zach Levine is a reclamation project. Maybe you think you can unlock Zach, Zach Levine, but you would not do that if you think Colin or Keontae George will be better because it'll be cheaper. It might take you a minute longer, but you have them on your roster. Like you don't need to go get anybody else if you have it. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I don't I don't know I I. I my confidence has risen, obviously. Agreed. <laughs> um, uh, I'm in that same boat. Save us, Jesus. But um, uh, save us, uh, Jeebus, is what I wanted to say. <laughs> but, uh, Build but, us an arc. Right. Um, uh, but, like, if again, if, if, if Larry Markin has moved into this 1A conversation for me, is, is the next guy already on the roster? Is Colin Sexton the next guy? Is Keontae George the next guy? And if that's the, the – then my – so here's the thing. Then my – Buying, selling, all that stuff has to change, mm-hmm. and you know we have a month to figure that out. Because if if I think the Jazz team, because if you if you have two guys, if you, if you think it's Colin and Larry, and those are the guys that are going to lead you there, then you then you don't need to buy your number two. You go buy role players. Um, uh, you go buy you, you keep it and you let it you let it go. 
Um, so, so yeah, that's the question I ask. Is that like, is, is Keontae George, is Colin Sexton, are those the twos, Jared? Are, are those the next guys that you can pair with Lowry? Jared fell asleep on me, so. Uh, are, are you snoring, Jared? Am I snoring? Oh. <laughs> yeah, we we were hearing some very heavy breathing there. We thought we lost you for a second. But I'm um, a Jared. Like I'm a. I mean, what do you think? Is it is it? I mean, look, I asked you two three weeks ago. You know, Keontae George. I, I'm not ready to jump on board as Keontae George being the next guy. But you were close. You were close saying like you know, you, and we, we've seen some better play. So um, I want to go all in, baby. On Keontae George. Okay. I'm pushing those chips to the in the end of the table. That was too central for me, and I do not like it. But <laughs> drive the bus on your own time, sir. Um, uh, okay, so yeah, so you're you're in on Keontae George, because uh, look, if if Keontae George is the next Donovan Mitchell, then then God, you're golden. You know, you got Larry Markinen, who's so cl- I mean, Larry Markinen is so close to being prime Christoph Porzingis, but better. What what they wanted Porzingis to be? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, I, I, look, I, I don't think Porzingis is an awful player, but Larry Markin is doing it better, right? Seven-footer, you can shoot threes, a little more physical, um, uh, you know, just, 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 uh, sorry, a lot more physical, physical, I just say, just, you know, just, just has that package. And th- those are the things that, you know, that that's what separated, you know, LeBron, uh, Curry, um, uh, Antetokounmpo, like Larry Markin's, uh archetype, body type, all that stuff, that stuff you can't teach. So, if that's what propels him to the next level, and then your next guy is Keontae George, you know, if if uh, Keontae George is Jamal Murray to then to Jokic, then you're you're pretty you're you're there, mm-hmm. you're there, you know. If and Collins, they proved it works, right? If 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 Colin is is that second piece, say like like Jokic is so good that I think Jamal Murray is probably near that that Julius Randle tier, maybe maybe a little slightly below Julius Randle. That but Jokic was so good that that was enough. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, so like this, I think this is an interesting question that we should all think about. Like if the Jazz, if, if you're going to play GM, um, you have to think about, do we have the pieces? Do we have the stuff in, in, in-house right now? And I think that we'll kind of have like a better answer by the end of the month. Right. Because, yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll see more gameplay, but I think that, Utah playing on the road for six straight games will definitely let us know, like, are we confident enough to win when we're not at home? Because, again, like, they went, what was it, like a six-game stretch uh, with tomorrow being the final game? Uh-huh. And they're doing great, and but they're doing it behind their own fans. You're not really seeing a lot of convincing uh, road wins outside of, like, Milwaukee. And and then even fans will go ahead and say, yeah. well, we went ahead and beat these teams that weren't at full capacity. Like, say, like the 76ers, they didn't have yeah, uh, Embiid. I, I, I get that. The Bucks didn't right. have Lillard. Like, really the only convincing win during that stretch that fans will go ahead and back up is going to be the Nuggets. Right. I, which they went ahead and played at full power, and you had Collins playing against Jokic at the center position. Uh, so during that uh, stretch on the road, you have some good teams, you have some bad teams. So are you going to play down to your bad teams? Because, I mean, it's what the Wizards and the Hornets that you're going to be taking on there. The last road trip they had, they they beat the Pistons, they beat the Raptors, and they beat the Spurs at home or on the road. But, again, you're you're talking at three under 500 teams. But you just said the bad teams. I'm saying so they've shown that they've beaten the bad teams on Mm -hmm. the road. Okay, I mean, uh, look, another test. But that's what I'm saying. It's It's another long test. Right. So if they can go ahead and do it again, that's where I would go ahead and evaluate what do we have here that we want to keep here but if utah falls off this trend of winning pretty much any game that comes their way what what do you go ahead and consider now what trades are maybe a little more lenient what packages are you willing to go ahead and be uh, more forgiving yeah. And maybe take less, yeah. just so that you can go ahead and ship them off and get a value of some kind. See, so that, that's why, like me as a GM, like if I was a GM, I would not even care what happens the next month right now. Like my packages, you know, are probably with the same packages that I wanted at 
the beginning of the year. Um, again, you know, if I'm asking myself, all right, cool. If I if I maybe the thing that's changed is like, okay, maybe I do think Colin or George are something that you keep long term, no matter what, because I, I you know I would not feel like right now again, like I said, I probably would have traded Colin Sexton probably a couple round first round picks in the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. Now it doesn't seem like enough because I'm so confident that Colin Sexton is, you know, Jamal Murray plus or um uh uh De'Aaron Fox ceiling, like wherever, wherever, whatever tier you have De'Aaron Fox in, however high <coughs> you have him there, and then um, because uh, if, if you believe you have that, then yeah, like you don't give that up. You know, it doesn't, mm-hmm. doesn't matter what assets you get back because you're trying to get that. That you know, if, if you if you think Constance could be better than Donovan Mitchell, how crazy would that be? You traded you traded. Donovan I don't know Mitchell. how Salt Lake would handle that. <laughs> Like, I, I mean, they had a mural for that man, right? And so, are we gonna go ahead and put Colin Sexton on that same bridge? <laughs> they, like, <laughs> like, like if if Colin Sexton and Larry Markkinen turn into, you know, the next duo in Utah, that um, a dynamic duo, and like they, they come from the same trade, my God! Plus other other things, like, hey, people are talking about it right now already on the Twitter about Colin Sexton being better than Donovan. So um, maybe it's maybe that's a little far for me, but. Hey, it's yeah, like the, I wouldn't put it that far yet. Right, but it's, it's in the it's in the realm of possibilities. I think like, as, okay. as long as he keeps on playing the way right. that he has been playing, like, like it's not too absurd. But if we go ahead and take his entire time in Utah, not a yeah, conversation. It's, it's Colin, if Colin Sexton does this again next year, he's a twenty hundred twenty five All Star. You know, so so I'm just saying so. Anyway, that was a fun conversation. I mean, you know, we started with a little tragedy, which which is always sad. But um, uh, you know, I you know, I love doing just like I, the news and end right. on a high note. And on a high, yeah, I, I like when the Jazz are exciting to talk about. Uh, Jared driving the bus as always, dear Jared, uh, which is funny because uh, when we started this podcast, that was like the metaphor we always used that since I was hosting, right? I was driving the bus, like all that's all I was doing is just driving the bus, and now you, not now you physically drive a bus. Uh, for a mm-hmm. living, and then you know, metaphorically, do it in the bedroom. So, um, so I, I'm glad that you got that that uh, that moniker now. So, <laughs> uh, Jared, I'm, uh, anybody you want to throw into the? Uh, I mean, we anyone you want to jo- throw into the the pro- produce corner here? Let's see. Um... I have 69 tabs open. Nice. What do we got? Uh, first of all, Utah Jazz history. She is she she's been doing great stuff on IG Instagram. Uh, she's also now on Twitter. She's trying to get followers. I'm sure she'll do just fine. <laughs> oh yeah, especially given the content that she has, the yes. people she's already interacting with. Like I I have zero doubts that she'll be thriving. Yes, on Twitter she'll be doing just and she and she she follows the high notes now. So. Yay! Uh, I would I, shout out Jazz as in uh, earlier for at least you know he 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 had tweeted something about you know the coach before and how it's kind of weird to uh, not have the game. He came back later and was like, okay, I he 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 ended up his mistake and I thought that was really nice, so really cool. Shout out to uh, Jazz fanatic Wesley Jones, always a good follow. Um, always got smart Jazz takes. And uh, anybody, Alma? Alma, uh, Alma chatted, Alma actually blew up my Twitter uh, yesterday because uh, he attributed some help. Uh, look, look, I just mentioned the it, it worked out well. I just mentioned that we had internships here. Mentioned to my boss, uh, he put Alma. You know, make sure to get Alma on, on the radar. <laughs> but it was Alma's hard work. Alma, Alma did the interview. Alma did it all. Alma is now a intern for a local news station in Utah. Really cool. Um, uh, starting his journal journalism journey, had a very busy first day here. <laughs> and to be honest, like I, I was surprised with how much I did. Like I did not expect to do as much. Uh, and I even said it to you and Sam earlier today. I was like, oh, I expected to just sit here in shadow the whole time yep. I was here, or eventually. <laughs> Like you joked on Twitter, like, oh, go go get our coffees, go get our food. <laughs> I, I was expecting something right. similar to that, but instead I'm sitting here cutting video, yep. I'm putting stuff together. I actually had stuff on the broadcast today, yep. went ahead and I, 
what do you say? It's not script writing, but uh, uh, shot sheeting. Yeah, shot sheeting, which is essentially giving the the anchor the, what's going to happen, so they know how to say it. Um, uh, yeah, so Alma, um, uh, Alma's now you know he's basically a full time employee. Uh, he has to work part time, but um, he, he's basically an employee. But so, but again, like I did so much yeah. today, and I was like. Holy cow! And, and like you, got, I, you got three and a half more months of that. So yeah, uh, and to be honest, like if that's <laughs> like the beginning, like I'm like really excited yeah. to go ahead and see what else there is. I'm, uh, I mean, Jared, did you did you ever do an internship in school? Uh, no, unfortunately. Like I, I mean, I did. My internship was God, guys, twenty five years ago. <laughs> uh, no, it was like twenty years ago. <laughs> but yeah, I was exaggerating. But twenty years, twenty eighteen years ago, we didn't get paid. Number one. Uh, but we still have to put a lot of hours in. I'm getting yeah. that money. Yeah, yeah. So like, <laughs> we pay interns now, which is cool. I mean, hey, look, it's cool if we, if we get to pay interns. But also, when you're a paid intern, you are now a, a, a an employee, so you mm-hmm. can learn how to work. So, HR even told me that. Yep. So, um, uh, <laughs> which is which is cool. I'm uh, I'm glad I'm glad that we um, are able to get that going. Uh, thank you for listening to Hitting the High Notes, part of the Believe Network, uh, with Bet Online. Uh, you know, we appreciate you guys. You know, go follow, uh, uh, go to Distance Forty Nine on Twitter. Um, uh, he, he buses, he barkers, yeah, um, uh, but you, you bus, what? you bus and barkers not anymore, oh, not not anymore. anymore. Well, which is funny. Cause like you drive the bus, so you could drive the bus on bus and a barker, but, uh, Alma, um, Alma stuff, uh, he does, you know, he's putting articles out for the hive, uh, Alma being at Alma being 23, he's doing his own podcast at highlighter highlights. Um, I'm assuming this is a little more fun talking to somebody. <laughs> oh yeah, because the thing is, like, especially when I'm doing highlighter highlights, and to be honest, I've kind of been slacking because I'm like, okay, what are we gonna do with who? Right. What are we gonna talk about? And then uh, I've also been focusing on like trying I think to get the a, internship. And don't stuff. ever like have high notes like get in the way of that. You know, like just. Well, and I'm sitting there because, like you said, it's a little more fun to like actually talk to people. Where right. when I'm doing highlighter highlights, I'm like, okay, let me go ahead and type up my script. Let yes. me go ahead and get my stats mm-hmm. because. To be honest, like in my opinion, it, it kind of comes off a little monotone when I'm doing that one, and like I would like to go ahead and show off my personality a little bit, but yeah. it's kind of hard when I'm just talking and, to myself. And Jared knows, like I like hosting. Um, I like I, I like asking questions. When when a guest says, "Hey, good question," that's like biggest compliment to me because I'm like, "Okay, cool." That means we we're talking about something that's thought provoking. So. That's what we do here. And so. it's like I want to elaborate, but like if I'm talking by myself, how mm-hmm. can I be like? Hey Alma, well, how how did this happen? Oh, funny you ask. I've, I've, I've been I've thinking done. about this the whole time. Not like I just have it typed it out right. on my computer screen. Here. I've, done, I've done two solo podcasts. Man, it was the rough, it was a rough episode. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, I'm recording for a really long time, and then it's like, oh, it's only been twelve yeah. minutes. Like we, we're going past an hour here. So yeah, and it, it, and for <laughs> me, like, granted, I'm sure Jared or yourself might feel differently, but I'm like. Yeah, I can sit here and talk. I, I still got time. And it's, then I look at the clock. I'm like, oh, shit. Jared and Jared Logan, we've done two-hour podcasts before. Is not popular. But we, we've Short talked. Short attention spans. Yeah. Like, I'm, uh, you know, people see an hour and eight minutes. They're like, screw this. We're out. So we try to we try to limit it. That's a little podcast trick for you guys. So, all right, cool. I'm, uh, well, you know, if you want to drive the bus with Jared, let him know. Um, uh, go to 49. Um, uh, you can highlight the highlighters. Uh, hi- highlighter to the highlights with um, uh, Alma Bean. He will have your item of the game picture on his Twitter every game. So um, uh, check it out. And then, um, uh, again, I'm at Hootran Superman, and we'll see you guys next time. Bye.